Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. excited for this episode, you guys. Maddie Moon is one of my most favorite people, literally. I first met her last year when we were in Thailand together, and we just hit it off so amazingly. So I was super excited because she had interviewed me for her podcast, and I couldn't wait to return the favor and interview her. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed interviewing Maddie and she just really is so amazing. She has so much wisdom to offer. So you're really going to be able to rock your goddess after this episode. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Melaine Lee, lifestyle architect, women's empowerment coach, wealth and luxury mindset coach, and your host of the Goddess Revolution podcast. And I'm so excited for this episode, you guys, because one of my most favorite people, and I don't say this lightly, Maddie Moon is on with me today. And we are going to be talking about how she rocks her inner goddess, how she uses her inner goddess to really rock her personal life and her business, which is totally thriving, and a bunch of other juicy things that we'll be getting into. But before we even go there, I want to share with you a little bit about who she is. Maddie is an author, podcast host, retreat leader, and transformational life coach. She's a guiding force for women who want to stop overthinking their lives away and live with more trust, intuition, and flow. Maddie was driven by masculine energy for most of her life, which led her down a dangerous path. Also striving to do more, be more, and accomplish more, she found herself disconnected from her body with multiple eating disorder patterns, a restlessness, and a lack of confidence. Maddie healed her heart, spirit, and body, and mind by stepping into her unique feminine power, surrendering to all that she could not control, and openly sharing her journey along the way. She takes life by the reins today by leading thousands of women across the world through her own transformational experiences via her podcast, Mind Body Musing, her website, MaddieMoon.com, and her global retreats. Her work and story have been featured in the Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, The Daily Mail, Vice, Men's Health, People, ABC News, Nightline. And if you want more, you should hop over to MaddieMoon.com, and we'll talk more about that later. But Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having <laughs> me here. I'm so excited that you have a podcast. It's so amazing. I know. I'm so excited too. When I was in the process of creating it and thinking of who I wanted to have, I was like, of course I want to have Maddie on here. And I hesitated for a second because I'm like, I always reach out to Maddie and I want to interview her. But the truth is, I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not asking too much of this woman. But the truth is that you have such a powerful message that really 
resonates with me. I love the experiences that you have been through and how you've really utilized it to catapult you into being such a transformational leader and force with so many women to show them that, you know, whatever they've gone through, whatever darkness they've been through, that they can really use it to create an amazing life. Oh, thank you. That is my absolute goal. Mm. And it's a very healing experience for me to be able to talk about my story and share what I go through or what I went through and be able to receive feedback from other people saying, wow, me too, or I thought I was the only one. And that's a very healing experience to create those bonds with people around the world who listen to my show, now your show, and Mm. can resonate with it and find their own healing through our journeys. Yeah, amen. I mean, the purpose of this podcast, as it's called The Goddess Revolution, is to really create a revolution within women to channel that inner goddess, that inner power that they have. And they can do so by relating to stories like yours, where maybe you weren't feeling like a goddess your whole life. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about maybe, you know, where you were and where you are now and how you have really started to rock some ways that you've really started to rock your own goddess. Sure. So a little bit of background on my story I suffered from various disordered eating patterns growing up and well into college and out of college. And I really fell prey to the body, the societal body image views, the way we should have a body. There's, this is the wrong way to have a body. Kitchen spirituality. So I had orthorexia, which is an obsession with healthy eating. I did bodybuilding for a few years. And when I got to my leanest, I was also the most unconfident I've ever been in my life. I lost my period. I was isolated. I was anxious. I was depressed. I was thin, but I was all these other things, this host, this range of other things that made life just not that great. And I eventually came to this point where I was like, I cannot live my life like this anymore. I've been doing this for years. If I were to die now, the only thing people would be able to say about me is she could eat really clean. You know, she worked out really hard. And that's not the kind of legacy I wanted to live. So after about seven years of disordered eating and body image, dysmorphia, all that terrible stuff, I started to make a lot of changes in my life. I moved. I got a dog. I coached myself through this healing process. I started my podcast. And when I started my podcast, that was now three years ago. And so in the past three years, I have been coaching people. I've been sharing my own story. I no longer coach specifically about body image, but more about about all the underlying things for why people manifest body image issues or food Mm. issues. And that's dying for control or fearing rejection or the unknown or love, relationships, financial success, financial health. So those are the things that I really coach people through now, as well as food issues and body image. And that's what I talk about on my podcast, Mind Body Musings. And Today, I do the podcast all the time and lead retreats and coach clients, write books. And that is my story in a small nutshell as I can make it. Yeah. And I love that you shared about where you were and where you are and how you've now used that to really, you know, I love your podcast. And that's, of course, how I met you because I was listening into it. And it's so identifiable. And there's so many stories that are transformative that really, again, allow women to identify and then say, oh, okay, if she can, I can. And I think that that's really awesome. And so what are some ways that today really support you in, in rocking that inner goddess, that inner power that you have that support you in not falling back to those behaviors that weren't so supportive of you back in the day? 
So I would say the very first thing and the thing that's been the most present in my life recently, and I've talked about this a lot in different webinars I've been doing and different podcast episodes, and that is getting more in touch with my femininity and what that means to me. Because I was raised to be very black or white, very all or nothing, very move on, go hard or go home, like just the full extent. And I'm not saying my parents necessarily taught me these lessons, but I am saying that's how I internalized the lessons I was taught. Mm. And that manifested a lot of the body image issues is that need for control. And that's going to be my second point I'll talk about. But the first point is really that energy made me very hard. It made me very obsessed with strength and discipline and willpower and determination and all of these wonderful qualities that are predominantly masculine. But then I became very fearful of the feminine because I confused feminine with weakness. And so I didn't want to be seen as soft because I thought soft meant weak. Mm. And whether I picked up those messages in the media by listening to movies, talking about the nagging wife or the crazy ex-girlfriend or the popular girl that really only hangs out with guys. I don't really know exactly where I picked it up. I'm sure it's multiple sources. But the first one I would say is really tapping into that femininity. And ever since I have undone these stories I have about being a woman, it's not weakness, it's softness. It's not really something that all the stories I would carry around about being a woman means to be crazy, means to be emotional, all these judgments I had towards it. Now I see them as beautiful because being emotional is a beautiful thing. It's not something that I hold anger against. I'm glad to be emotional. I'm glad to be living my life with my emotions, not against them or turning them off. And my goal now is to be more like water. I'm a Leo. I'm a fixed fire sign. That means I am against change and I'm very courageous. I'm very fiery. I'm very passionate. I am the center stage person. All wonderful things about myself. I love these qualities. But there are times when the best thing to do is to be in the moment, not to be reactive to the moment, not to be like fire, to be more like water, to be intuitive and emotional and flow-like. And that is a great counterbalance to partners and relationships and that's a great counterbalance to a lot of the world because we live in a hyper-masculine world that says, go big or go home, mm. push harder, rest when you're dead. Like, look at this person, look how they never gave up. If you quit, you're a loser. When in reality, you're not quitting, you're completing. You're not stopping, you're resting. And in relationships, I think this is particularly important is to be that counterbalance to your partner. I find it so beautiful. And I, the more I've been able to step into my own femininity and look at my softness and say, I love you and look at my emotions and say, I love you and listen to when my body is tired and rest and to stop doing things that don't serve me, the more I feel in touch with nature, the more I feel in touch with my body, uh, the more I love my body and its unique shape and the more my self-love becomes second nature. Mm. So look at your life and see where is there no harmony? So I'm not necessarily saying find balance, find balance, like balance yourself with both the energies. No, I'm saying harmonize the energies because I have a lot of predominantly masculine qualities and they have helped me to thrive in business and to be a loyal friend and to stick up for myself because those are all masculine things. But 
the feminine has allowed me to become more sensual or sexual with my partners and to enjoy that part of my body and to rest whenever I'm tired and stop pushing myself and stop judging myself. That's Mm. number one. Well, I love that number one. I was like, just sitting over here smiling the whole time because I really couldn't agree with you more. I think that harmonizing of both energies, it's not like, I think, yes, we live in a really masculine driven world. And especially the United States is a really masculine driven society, you know, country um, more so than other countries. And I think that it's really important, especially as women, that we nourish and feed that feminine energy and And not that, you know, one is better than the other because there are still amazing attributes that the masculine has to offer. And there's amazing things that, and payoffs that it gives you, but it's really having that, that harmony and that balance. And I love how you used, you know, I would say the different perspective on like, it's not about stopping, you know, it's about resting. It's about giving yourself, you know, and we as women are just built differently than men, you know, like we're not supposed to plow through and get it done like a good girl should like we're really supposed to slow down enjoy breathe create space take a nap because that is the power that we have is not having to push is being able to receive and doing it a little bit slower allows us to receive and create space for the miracles to happen you know i love everything that you said and i think that's a really big touch point for women is to see their femininity as a strength, not as a weakness, and to to know that both the feminine and masculine are amazing parts of them. Yeah. And the beautiful thing that happens is even if, say, you do have a crazy workload and you are creating your own business and you're going, 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 when you at least remind yourself to tap into your femininity, you can have the same amount of work to do, but you can do it differently and you can mm. do it with more ease. You don't have to necessarily change your entire lifestyle, but as long as you tap into your intuition rather than only just turning to logic, Mm. you're going to feel more in a flow, a very unique, a very special flow that's only towards you. It's only applicable to what works for you. So you can be a fantastic leader and still be soft. You can be a rock for someone else and still be nourishing and still be a source of comfort to them. And that's what we have, this very special gift to nourish others and be this this feeling of warmth. And though I'm able to have a very intense workload at times, I know when to turn it off and Mm. when to take it slower and when to start saying no and respect my space more. So that's the first one. The second one would be closely tied to the first one, and that is to give up your white knuckle grasp for control because nothing is in your control like ever. And it's similar to the idea of security. When I started my own business, one of the things that was the hardest for me to handle, and it still is difficult, don't get me wrong, but the hardest thing for me to handle was the idea of not having security, Mm. not having a steady paycheck. How many clients am I going to have this month? How much money will I make this month? What unexpected bills will pop up. I don't have security. I don't have security. Where's the security? But even when I had a job, a study job, I didn't have security. I didn't have this made up concept of constant security. At any moment, I could lose my job. At any moment, I could get into a car crash and not be able to work. Security is never promised, just like tomorrow is never promised. 
So even if you're someone listening to this and you're like, okay, well, I have a nine to five and it feels pretty secure to me. But what about your, your sense of control in this job or in your relationship? Security and control are both these ideas that we have. So maybe you feel like you have security and that's never been much of an issue. But ask yourself, what about your sense of control? Like, do you fear that you will not be able to control what people think about you? Do you fear that you can't control your weights or you cannot control if this man is going to stick around for the long haul? Are you controlling what your children decide to do with their lives? Control also is a very made up concept. So you have two options. One, you fight for it the rest of your life. You search for it for the rest of your life. You create the false sensation of it the rest of your life by controlling the best you can, by controlling your body and what you eat, because that gives you a false sense of control. Or you let go and you turn to something bigger than yourself to give the control over to. That's the path I choose. So I'm going to use the word God because that's what works for me. And I like that. But for me, I give over the control to God. So if something goes terribly wrong, not according to plan, I'm late, I just spilled coffee over my white pants, Sally hates me, my podcast ranks just dipped, like say everything, shit just hits the fan all in one day. And instead of trying to freak out about my pants or make Sally like me or ask for a million podcast reviews so everyone can get my ranking up (laughs) and try to overcompensate and feel like a good person so that I can end my night feeling productive and happy with myself. Instead, I just say, wow, I wonder what's at work here. You know what? I don't love it, but God, I just trust that everything is happening for a reason right now. Mm. I don't have to be obsessed and put on a smile and be happy that all the shit is hitting the fan. But I can at least say, you know what? I never had control to begin with. I never had control of what Sally thought about me or the rumors she spread about me or this terrible review I just got on my show. I never had the control, you know, easy come, easy go, God giveth, and he can take it away. (laughs) And it means nothing about me. There's something bigger here, and I don't know what it is, but thank you. Thanks for having my back. Hmm. And it's just as simple as that. And it's not easy, but it is simple. And it's my go-to protocol for life. Even when things go the the way I want, I'm still like, okay, this is great. I'm happy for this. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything about me. Like if 50 people just reached out and said they love me today, I'm not going to take all of that bigger than a grain of salt or grain of sand, whatever the phrase is, because then I will become attached to the approval. Hmm. So people's approval or criticism, neither one really matter to me. I just want to live my life in a way that feels good. Sometimes it'll feel dark, you know, and that's okay. I'm not going to try to pressure myself into getting better or fixing everything. And I just, I own it. I own the bad days, just like I I own the great days. But either way, I know I don't have the control of my life here. I'm, I'm living my life the best I can. But when things don't go right, I'm on autopilot now to where I I accept it. Mm. That's the key. This is a powerful one. I love this idea of giving up control. And well, control really is just an illusion along with security. And I love that you pointed that out, especially for those women that are entrepreneurs, you know, and business women, you know, because I, I like you, Maddie, couldn't agree with you more in that giving up control in my business, like hiring support was like one of the most pivotal and essential pieces in my business, but like relinquishing control and like 
you know, giving different responsibilities and duties to different people and not like having the pulse on every single thing going on was a real big step in surrender for me, you know, and, and, you know, as someone that's recovering from bulimia and being a perfectionist and and all that kind of stuff as well. I mean, control was always my go-to. So I love this piece and how you really explained it. And I love the talk about, you know, security and control just being an illusion. And I remember one of my mentors saying to me once, he, I was sitting in a Starbucks, I like never forget this moment. And in New York City, and I was working at a doctor's office as a plastic surgeon's office manager. And he looked at me and he said, why are you working there? And I said, well, because it's secure and stable. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, like I make really good money and I don't like it, but it's really secure. And he said, yeah, Lehman Brothers, they thought that they had a really secure and stable job until 9-11 when the planes hit and most of them lost their lives and the entire company went down. And I was like, oh, right. You know, and that just kind of like rocked me. And and like soon after I went in and hand my resignation letter in and the whole nine, but like I couldn't like, that's just such an important piece because a lot of us live under this illusion that whatever we have is secure and stable, but really nothing is. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really beautiful example as well. And mm-hmm. that, 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 that mentor, you said as a mentor that told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that was like straight up truth right there. <laughs> that was like really bold. That was like straight to the jugular, but he really was. Yeah. Like he was really not a sugarcoater type person, which I appreciated because he'd be like, I'd say, like, well, I think da 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 da. And he'd be like, no, you're wrong. You know, and I'd be like, whoa. Um, but mm-hmm. most people don't say that. You know, they're like, well, you know, it would be nice. And I think that that shock for me was so important because my whole life I thought that we were in control. And then if we weren't, we had to regain that control to be okay, to be safe. And and I love how you kind of gave the example too of like, if I get bad reviews, or if I have a friend that doesn't like me, I'm not like trying to fix it anymore. You know, I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, because that um, living and trying to fix and make something better, like, you don't know what's at play. You don't know what God, universe, higher power, spirit has in store for you. So just surrendering and allowing that actually gives you the control back. Like just by surrendering and trusting, that is actually where the control lies, you know, not in trying to control. Exactly. Yeah. That's when the, yeah, the control has the power completely over you and you are Mm. at the mercy. Mm -hmm. You're at the mercy of your circumstances. And it's incredible how we human beings only use what, 10% of our brains? And we're like, I am God. I control everything. <laughs> Whereas like in reality, God's like, oh my God, that is so cute. Like you have 10, 10% of your teeny tiny brain and like you think you have everything under control. <laughs> but no, like I've got 1000% of incredible brain power, you know, times infinity. Mm. And I've got big plans for you. But if you keep trying to hold on to this teeny tiny little plan of yours, mine will never come to happen in your life. So, uh, or at least it might happen and you won't see it. You won't see it happen and you'll miss out. And that's a bummer, Mm. little tiny person. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) That's so true because, well, yeah, our little tiny brains are so finite and limited and, and only have so much room to hold whatever. But when we like let go and take the cord and plug it into God and the infinite power that, that be, fuck, like so much magic can transform and happen, but it means 
getting out of our way and relinquishing the control over holding on to everything, like white knuckling it, as you said in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like on top of that, it's really just for me, it's like, I know magic happens in my life and it's beautiful whenever I experience it. But more often than not, my goal of letting go of control is to be happy. Mm. It makes me happy. Like it's just a profound difference in my life of Madeline holding on to control versus Madeline letting go. Like the happiness scale, just whoa, total opposite ends of the spectrum whenever I'm Mm. trying to like be a puppeteer of my life. And then where I'm like, no, I'm just going to live life and, and enjoy it. And what happens, happens. I'm along for the ride. That kind of attitude shift just greatly improves my typical daily happiness. And I don't take everything so seriously anymore. And that's that's the the version of me that I like the most. The one that's not like so black or white or trying to always have this power, the sense of this false sense of control. Yeah, it's mm. just, that's what I, why I do it. And it's beautiful. Mm. Oh, well, I love these first two things. I can't wait to hear what your last one is. <laughs> The last one I will have to say is, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but protecting my sacred energy. Mm. Like my energy and who I spend time with is precious. And also what I invest in is precious. Like I can invest in food that doesn't make me feel good. I can invest in friends that don't make me feel good. I can invest in TV shows that bring me down or make me have evil thoughts. I can invest in beating myself up. I could invest in a whole range of things that don't really fuel me up. And then like I can invest in being busy all the time. Or, you know, when I I think about it, what I want to invest in is good quality time at all times. So whether I'm with my dog, I want to be with my dog. I'm investing in time with my dog. Like if I'm watching a show, I'm investing in this, this time. It's time I will not get back. So to protect my sacred energy, my space, I watch stuff that really entertains me or teaches me something or you know, just frivolous and fun. Like I, the other night I watched the Jersey shore hmm. totally did. <laughs> and I'm like, not like most people will be like, I am a healer and a coach. I cannot taint myself with this kind of show. And I'm like, hmm. no, like I am going through a breakup. Hmm. I want to watch the Jersey shore and watch Snooki whenever she was at this place in her life, because it's hilarious. <laughs> and I had no judgment. And I was like, whatever, like, I don't even care. This is what I want right now. But for me, that was in a really weird sense, protecting my sacred space because hmm. What would have been not good for me is to force myself to watch some kind of documentary on happiness. That would have not made me feel good. Mm. And if I was doing that just because I'm like, oh, I'm a healer, I'm a coach, I have to do this kind of stuff, like not protecting my sacred space. Mm. I listen to what I need and I do that, Mm. even if it's not the prettiest thing. But then, of course, like a lot of this goes with saying no. And when I first started my business, I was saying yes to pretty much everything. Yes, you can come on my podcast. Yes, I'll do your summit. Yes, I will take you on as a client. Now, with protecting my energy, I say no to particular people who I do not think would be a good fit to be my client, even if they're like, here, I'll pay in full for a year. I'm still, if it's not a good fit, I'm like, no. Because I've worked with people before that have really brought me down because they're just not a good fit. So they bring my energy down. And that's no money is worth that to me. Mm. Like, I have to make sure that my energy is up so that I am fully there for the rest of my clients. So all my clients like accumulate all this good energy and we, I work with them and then I carry it on to the next session. Mm. So I protect my energy there. I protect my energy and in, in what summits or interviews I do. I say no to interviews because it's not a good fit. And then sometimes I'll interview someone and it 
turns out to be a terrible episode and I don't want to put it live because it just doesn't, it doesn't exemplify my message well. So protecting me and what I believe in and my time and my energy and my vibes and who I spend my time with. If there's a girlfriend who we don't serve each other anymore, then we don't need to hang out. We don't need to hang out just because we're old friends or we're new friends that have the same social circle. Like I want to make sure I'm spending my time with girls who like give and take. Mm. That's what makes a good friendship. Girl, I'm like over here. I just want to be like, go, 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 go. Like I love, <laughs> I like love all this. And I love how you kind of weaved in each of these examples, like ways it affects in your business and ways it affects in your personal life. I love how you are so masterful at like weaving this tapestry of like rocking your goddess in your whole life. And this protecting your energy, your sacred energy, excuse me, is so paramount. And uh, like I've learned the hard way, as I know you have too, Maddie, that yeah, working with people, I'm so particular now because I've been in situations that really drain me, you know, because I know that both you and I are, are women that really give 120% when we're working with someone. So it's really to protect that energy that we're giving to someone that's also replenishing and nourishing us through that coaching experience as well. Like money really, you know, it's really never about the money and it doesn't matter if someone's going to pay you a gazillion million dollars, if it's not an energetic fit and it's not something that's nourishing on both ends, then it's not protecting your energy. And that's like an energy leak. And then therefore you don't show up in other areas of your life. And I just love that constant reflection question that you kept saying about what am I investing in? Like, and I, I kept in my head, as you were saying that hearing, what's the ROI? Like, what's the return on investment here? What's, what if I put in these foods that don't, I don't really like, and I feel like crap the next day, not that I can't have them. Like, was the return on investment? Or if I hang out with this girl just because we've been friends for 20 years and I want to keep the friendship going because I'm afraid that if I don't have her as a friend, I'm not going to have enough friends on my list. Like, how are you going to feel the next day? So I just love this whole piece around protecting your energy and really connecting to like, what am I investing in, in my body and my soul and in, in my mind? Precisely. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't spend much time going out and trying to make a whole bunch of friends because like, that sounds so exhausting to me. And that is not like what I don't want right now is more and more and more and more friends asking me to hang out. Like as bad as that sounds, <laughs> I like don't like I have a great amount of friends and, and yeah. like tonight I'm meeting up with a girl I've never met up with before. So like I'm still meeting up with new people and enjoying them. But I know some people are, who are so just like they feel bad when they look at the amount of friends that they have. And they feel like they need to be making more friends. Yeah. Well, what I invite people to do is look at the, the quality of the friendships. If you're eager for more and more, that might be because you're not getting satiated with the friends you have. So look for higher quality relationships where you really get fed. Because I get fed with my family and they live here. So I'm very lucky. So I get fed with my family, like totally just makes me so happy. And then I have a few friends who I spend some time with, but the rest of the time I, I want to be by myself or I want to be sleeping or I want to be working. <laughs> yes. And that is, that makes me happy. So I'm not trying to like be the most popular girl in school. I'm just trying to be a happy one. You know, mm -hmm. like I just want to be happy and I want to have good quality in my life and have that investment. So like if I'm investing some time with people, it's not just because I want to be out and about and I'm scared to be alone on a Friday night. It's because I'm getting something out of this relationship. And 
And that's what's really important to Mm. me. So that's my third one. I love it. I love it. And I think that that's such an important message. And I relate to absolutely everything you said, because I, you know, have experienced so much of with friendships, with clients, with all of that. And I think really the message too is like quality, quality, quality. It's not about how much money, how how many friends, how many things. It's like protecting that energy, shielding yourself to what feels really good for you. And I always say like, it has to be a hell yes or a hell no. And lining up with that also saves you a lot of energy from dangling in the middle too. So love that last one. And I know you're a busy lady, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. But the last two questions are just some fun, quick questions that I wanted you to share with the goddesses out there. And so what's one of your favorite like woo-woo things that you like to do or items? So like crystals, books, sage, Palo Santo, salt lamps, you name it. (laughs) Right now, and this is probably going to be like not... I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling called to share this because it's kind of my thing right now. And it's yeah. not very woo-woo. I mean, re- really, it's not. But for me, it is. And that's plants. Mm. And I'm just feeling really called to plants right now. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I've been reading this book about women in nature and it's been really interesting. And I have a, a girlfriend who your audience might know. Her name's Heather Waxman. Mm. She is also very into angels and femininity and spiritual energy. And she told me how she's been working with like a nature coach, someone that's been like helping her get back in touch with femininity through nature. And I was like, whoa, that's like a crazy hobby of yours. Mm. And, um, and I didn't really even think that nature is, is female, like mother nature, like it's part of us. And the more I've had awareness about that fact and been like mother nature, like this nature, this, this, uh, rebirth and this growing in this energy, it is females or it's feminine, I'll say that has been present in my life. And when I went through this breakup recently, that, that very next day, I was like, (laughs) I like called my mom. I was like, where there is death, there is life. I'm buying a plant. (laughs) And she she was like, okay. Um, but like for me, like I was feeling so drawn to get a plant and Mm. it's been just so nice. Like, I don't know. It's brought just an extra pep in my step to have this plant. And I feel like I don't know. It's so weird. It's just so weird to say, but like giving it water and watching it grow and being live. And like this plant is as tall as me. It's like a huge palm plant, yeah. mm-hmm. a beautiful. And then I have lots of little ones around my place and I just like taking care of them. Feeling the soil feels very natural, even though I've never done it before. Never taking care of a plant. I, I think that that's so fabulous. I think that connecting to nature is such a big aspect of us as women and connecting with our femininity and nature and mother earth and the soil. And, and I believe that plants and trees and, and, you know, all the beings that are like still, um, have come down as enlightened beings to practice stillness. So I believe that they have, they speak to us, they talk to us. So it's woo woo for me. So plants it is, I love it. And, (laughs) and when it comes to books, what is your number one recommendation for the goddesses out there to read? Goddesses, listen or read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. (laughs) Best (laughs) book ever. And then after you read that, listen to the interview I did with the author because it's phenomenal. Or you can do it first. You can listen first and get pumped up to read the book. But Mark Manson wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it's not about why you should not give a fuck. It's about why you should be particular about your fucks. 
like don't just give out a fuck to anyone and anything like it's it's similar to the protecting your sacred your sacred energy like yeah stop caring so much about what doesn't matter in life and get your values and your your metrics for those values understood so you're walking through life not holding on and hoarding anger with things that don't matter and it's such a counterintuitive breath of fresh air a huge weight will be lifted off your shoulders when you read this book. It's just one of those books that like when you're done reading, you're like, yes, I feel so much more free. So yeah, get that. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. And yes, absolutely go over to Maddie's podcast to listen to that. I was over here giggling because I just remembered I had this flash of my, one of my good friends, Angelisa, she used to always say to me, Malene, go to your little bag of fucks and reach into those little fucks and then grab none of them and turn around and say, I'm not giving you one fuck today. And I was just like, <laughs> that is so amazing. Your little bag of fucks. Your little bag of fucks and reach down in there and grab <laughs> none of them and turn around to that person and say, I'm not giving you one fuck today. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I have to start saying that. It's like cute in a crazy way. Right? It's, it's like really- a little, t- I'm like picturing a tiny little adorable bag of like golden fucks and like they all get to stay in my little token purse. She's like, reach None. into that little bag. And the way she said it to me, she was like, you know, um, whisper, like we were in, cause we used to work together and she's like said, come here. And she's like, this is what you're going to do. Okay. You're going to reach into that little bag. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like listening into like intently. And then as she's like to your bag of fucks, I'm like, oh my God, you know, but it was powerful. Cause yeah, I love that, you know, being really particular on who and what back to that sacred energy. So, uh, well, Maddie, I like, so, you know, I love you and I, and I could go on forever talking to you, but before I let you go and go off to creating and, you know, doing your magical stuff in the world, can you share with the ladies where they can find you or where the best way is to contact you? Yes. So you can find me at maddymoon.com, which is M-A-D-D-Y, moon, like the planet.com. And you can listen to my podcast over there or on iTunes or Stitcher. It's called Mind Body Musings. And let's see, you can also connect with me on Instagram. I'm on there every single day, all the time doing stories. My handle is Madeline Moon, which is M-A-D-E-L-Y-N Moon. You can also type in Maddie Moon, you'll find it. And yes, so those are all the places I'm at. I'm also, I know you're all about retreats. I've got Mm. one coming up in May for anyone that's in America. It is, well, I guess out of America as well. It's May 14th to the 18th called The Confidence Revival, where we will be diving deep into femininity, living a life free of perfectionism, and just reviving our confidence as a whole and as a sisterhood. So if you want more information on that, that's on my website as well. Awesome. And thank you so, so much for joining us and sharing all of your amazing nuggets of gold today. So appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Melaine. It's like, I love talking with you and I love learning from you too. And we drive so well. So thank you. You're so welcome. My pleasure. I mean, it's like, I looked at, I'm like, oh my God, it's almost time to let her go. So, (laughs) so my pleasure truly. And for all of you ladies listening in, thank you so much for joining until next time. Have an amazing day. Bye for now. So do you love her as much as I love her? Do ya? Do ya? <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it so much. And remember, 
Mark down what your takeaways are. These episodes are going to be super juicy and packed with information to serve you. So don't be embarrassed to grab that pen and paper when you're listening to these. And so I hope that you enjoyed and fell in love with Maddie just as much as I adore and love her. Make sure you hop over to MaddieMoon.com and check her out more. And be sure to hit up the show notes. Love you guys lots. Have an amazing day. 